Hello, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you so much. Happy Wednesday to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Happy, happy Tuesday for you. Thank you. I do appreciate it. <laughs> Who doesn't appreciate a good <laughs> Tuesday? It's not Monday. That's for certain. That is accurate. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Ah, all right. So I'm not entirely sure if we did this on the podcast or not, but you recommended Tower of God, the anime to me. Uh-huh. I did. And I watched it on Crunchyroll in maybe two or three nights. Sounds about right. Just binged it. It was excellent. I really like the character design. I like the world build. I like the creativity. And at the end of season one, the story was not over, and there is no season two yet. Yeah. So thank you for introducing me to an anime that is not finished. I really do appreciate it. No, no worries. Mm-hmm. Um, but it started out on uh, Webtoons. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Is it Webtoons.com? Let's see here. Webtoons.com. Yes, it is. Sure. And so I read uh, through the first season on there. There were some a uh, little bit of substantial differences, but I feel like the anime did a good job adapting the source material. And uh, yeah, I've just been blazing through the story after season one from from then on. So mm-hmm. as Somicron said, this is the first time he's recommended me uh, an anime, and I've been interested enough to check the source material. So, it's true. It's, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it's a Korean webcomic, mm-hmm. uh, originally hosted at webtoons.com, Tower of God. And there's a Brood War reference <laughs> in season two. Yeah. Which I said was fairly unavoidable for a <laughs> Korean webcomic that run ran. Uh, that runs for any length of time, I feel mm. like, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, um, probably, probably, probably wrong. wrong. Probably, but wrong. I wasn't entirely surprised. I wasn't like, "What is Starcraft doing here?" I was like, "Ah, yes, Korean." <laughs> <laughs> this makes way more sense than if it was like a Japanese anime where it was like, "What, really? Okay, cool." Mm. I don't think Starcraft is big in Japan, but maybe it is. It's no. not, but maybe the webcomic writer really loves Starcraft. That's entirely possible. Mm. So he'd probably be an outcast in society, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it it's really good. What's interesting, okay. What's interesting to me about it is I feel like it is so creative that it almost feels kind of made up on the spot. Okay. There are so many different character types. Like there's this, there's apparently a race of kind of lizard humanoids in this world that they don't really, they don't dive into it. They're just lizard people. Like we don't care. There are people that are 12 feet tall. Yep. They're just part of the society. There are people that are three feet tall, part of the society. There's lizard people, uh, different lizard people, more crocodile people, part of the society. Nobody freaks out about it. It's just, there's very little standardization. I guess most of the people are fairly human, mm-hmm. but they're all so different. It almost feels like something that I would come up with if I was trying to write my own webcomic and wanted to make it as creative as possible. It almost feels haphazard in that way, but it is so meticulously put together. There's so much consistency. There's so much foreshadowing. There's so many callbacks to earlier things that no, this dude has worked so hard on making this a cohesive world build while making it also kind of insane. And I'm just super impressed by that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's good. Um, I'm doing my best to recall as much from the anime, but I haven't seen it in like a year. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but yeah, because we, we talked about this a bit privately and it's a 
what, what was the term? Uh, about it being a branching story about multiple worlds where none of them necessarily interact with each other. Yeah. Except I mean, it's the only story in that branch at the moment. So I, I, have exactly. a, I have a feeling he has several other stories that he wants to tell about other things that are supposed to interact, um, but hasn't gotten around to them yet, but still has a bunch of already planned out other characters and sort of the societies in which they come from all kind of already feel like they've been meticulously planned out, even if their stories don't exist yet. Right. Yeah. And that's entirely possible. He just grabs a character from an established world that he's built. We know nothing about and just tosses it into this story. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, they feel fully fleshed out because they are. Tal's Uza story. Yeah. That's... Which I compared to the Cosmere, which is a Brandon Sanderson term for his kind of connected universes where mm-hmm. uh, I don't think he made this clear until years into the thing, but he wrote, he writes different fantasy novels set on different, entirely different worlds, right? And mm-hmm. then about five or six years into it, he goes, these are all connected. Everyone was like, what? <laughs> and so everyone's looking for all these clues and connections between the different worlds and how they all make sense with each other. And mm-hmm. yeah, so kind of this, I think that's the same thing this, this dude's trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Ambitious, like crazy ambitious. I respect the ever-loving crap out of it. What he also really loves is games. <laughs> So yeah. season so the concept of Tower of God is that there's a society and if you there's a tower that is central to this society and the higher you go on the tower the harder it gets but if you get to the very top you get your all your wishes come true right mm-hmm. they're very non-specific about this but apparently the magic is enough that your wildest fantasy your wildest dream is achieved if you get to the top of the tower mm-hmm. But it's hard, and very, very few people do it. Mm-hmm. Almost um, no one. <laughs> yeah, almost no one. And for whatever reason, at least a few of the people that make it to the top end up administrating tests for people who are also trying to get to the top after they finish. Mm. So it's like, okay, so a lot of these people graduate from college and come back as professors, you know? <laughs> well, um, okay, so are they all people who get to the top? I can't remember if that's true or not, because I know... The term rankers. Rankers don't get to the top. Uh They've just been to the highest anyone's been. Which is the Is not the top. (laughs) It's not the top. What? What are you talking about? Yes, it is. I was looking at the... Because we were reading through the wiki for, like, the guy who's the guide for the princess. He's considered Uh, a high... Yeah, he's considered a high ranker being... Reaching floor 143, but that's not the top. A ranker is a being who has reached the top of the Zahard Empire. The, the Zahard Empire, which is not the top currently of the tower. Currently the 134th floor. Exactly, oh. but not the top of the tower. Because their empire reaches pretty high up, but not no, but to the top of the tower. No, it literally says, the top of the Zahard Empire, parentheses, currently the 134th floor. Yeah. Which to me means the top is the 134th floor. Mm, the... Uh, and maybe they're adding on to it, and next year there will be a hundred and thirty fifth floor. But right now, that's the top, right? Uh, I don't know. It depends on whether or not the okay. tower. Like again, it's a part of the world building. The question that isn't answered is the empire occupying the tower, or are they constructing the tower? Because to me, the tower is right something that's extra. I don't know. Like it's not quite of this world because it's bringing all these other cultures together. Right. Yeah. It, so it shouldn't theoretically belong to any one of them. Well, the story goes that uh, somebody built the tower mm-hmm. long ago, mm-hmm. and he was like a magic dude. And then the Zahad Empire showed up and basically kind of took it over, and made a deal with the um, what's it called, the administrator, right? The administrator, mm-hmm. or the king made a deal with the administrator that he was going to occupy it and handle it, and he was like, okay. So yeah, the tower itself is its own unique entity, and mm-hmm. the kingdom of the Hod is the keepers of said tower, but that's probably not forever, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, I still think Rinkers got to the top. Maybe not. Because mm. it was a little confusing, because um, Lero Rowe, who's one of the test administrators in season one, he quits his job and is like, I need to find some answers. There's stuff going on here I need answers to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the top of the tower. And I was like, 
I guess that makes sense. You can climb it again with a different intent of what you're looking for. But maybe that means he never got actually to the top and he wants to for a different reason now. Maybe. It's an excellent question. Yeah. You're making, I thought they got to the top, but at the very least, they're incredibly, terribly, terrifyingly strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. According yeah. to Evan, if a high ranker in the top 300 positions can't kill another one of the 300 rankers and battle them over reach the top rankings. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff here on the wiki about this, but. Right. Yeah. Actually, wait, is Evan Kell different from Evan? Um, because the webcomic makes a bigger deal about this that Evan Kell is missing. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and that the current test administrators are kind of standing in for him while he's gone. Okay, so yeah, Evan Kell, ruler of the second floor, right? And she was very tall, very strict. <laughs> I don't, the wiki's not explaining where she was. Interesting. Whatever, it's fine. The main point is the Tower of God is great. The, I was telling Samacron this, a bit of a spoiler, but for the second season, which is again, is only on Webtoons, they start you off with a group of entirely new characters for a long time. It's like 20 issues mm-hmm. or pages. I don't know. It, they're long. Like each, each page on Webtoons, you have to scroll quite a while to get through it. So it's not like a page page. Mm-hmm. but anyway we spent a lot of time with these characters and the comments r- really started to get like where are my f- the people i fell in love with this season one where's rack where's bam where is coon right and they're mm-hmm. not not anywhere to be seen but then he gets there so again i mean this is just it turns into incredible story stuff people get what they want it's it, just a very very talented writing the art gets better as it goes along, uh, it's funny if you read the comments for some of the first issues, people are like, I came back to reread and holy smokes, his arc gets better later. Like this is, <laughs> I forgot how bad it was. <laughs> uh, okay. Early so, on. So I found something. A ranker okay. is a being who's reached the top of the Zahad Empire, currently 134th floor. That's what I said, uh, yes. Yes. A high ranker. High rankers earn the right to go up to the 135th floor, but the floor guardian is very hostile. Therefore, not a single high ranker has been known to ascend to that level. So there okay. are higher so floors. no one's gotten to the top. Yeah. So at what point do you become a ranker? How high do you have to get? By getting to... 134. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if you get as high as anyone else has ever gotten, as far as we know, you're mm-hmm. a ranker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is not super clear in either the webtoon or the anime, so that's good to know. Yeah. That helps a lot. All right. Well, cool. Uh, yeah. So I'm blazing through the webtoon. It's amazing. Like I said, he really, really loves making up new games <laughs> where people die. <laughs> there have been, by my estimation, about like 30 different games mm. that people have played up to this point. And they're all super confusing when he explains the rules, <laughs> but then somehow becomes simpler once the game starts. I don't know, man. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if that's like a Korean thing because you've got that and then you've got Squid Game. That's Korean. Uh, Parasite. There people die when they play like Cops and Robbers or whatever it is at the tea party. <sighs> right. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's just a Korean cultural Korean. thing. Maybe you're right. People die when you play games. <laughs> right (laughs) and coming up with your own games is just something people do on their free time (laughs) maybe maybe Uh... yeah it's just like the recent story arc is like okay there's going to be this huge contest a huge game and then before the huge contest game there's a pre-game that they spring on the contestants Mm -hmm. and then there's a post-game they spring on the contestants (laughs) it's like i thought we were just showing up for one thing Yo, no, 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 no. There are different games every time. It makes me laugh. Uh, and some of them are fairly simple. Like, I really, a bit of a spoiler for season one of Tower of God. So if you want, don't want to know what this is, what one of the games is in season one, maybe mute for the next 30 seconds. But I really do enjoy the one where they're like, come into this room. There's a hundred doors. You have to pick the right door in the next 10 minutes or you die. Mm. Right? Yeah. Do you remember this one? I do remember this one because I remember the solution. So- 
Right. So Kuhn is this like super smart, intelligent, clever dude. He's always finding ways to outsmart and outwit other people. And he's just thinking and thinking and turning all the facts over and over in his head. Uh, and then the crocodile member of the team who does not overthink things just kicks a door open and he's like, this one. <laughs> oh, and Coon's like, what? Yeah, Rack's the best. I love Rack so much. He's really good, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Inusuke, but I love the archetype anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So the solution to the puzzle was choose a door. Just pick a door. With, don't over. Don't with, overthink it. If you don't choose it within five minutes, you die. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. All doors are correct, except any door after five minutes. Yeah. And they tell him they have ten minutes, and I just anyway. It's smart. It's I really liked it a lot because I was stressing. I'm with Kuhn. I'm like, they didn't give. How are you supposed to narrow these doors down at all? They're all identical. There's no clues whatsoever. I'm like, Ugh. and then Rat kicks the door open, and I'm like, Rat. You killed them all. <laughs> uh, so I'm just, I'm getting into this more than anything. I don't know, more than any like fictional universe I've gotten into recently. I feel like yeah. I'm not kidding. I have like spoken aloud to this web comic more than once over the last few days. You're welcome. Just like, <laughs> yes, yes. They're back or like, Anyway, it yep, super good. So yes, thank you for the recommendation. Mm-hmm. The anime is on Crunchyroll. If anyone has access to that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's great. I just I keep going back to this, but it just it feels uh, it feels haphazard, but it works out every time. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of a lot of the tests in season one, and I'm like, this doesn't. You just put random words together. And it's like, nope, okay, this was genius. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Gotta start trusting you now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Tower of God. Done. Good. Good. I also saw Dune mm-hmm. last week. Is that also good? It's good. I just, I've always been skeptical of Dune being adapted for a movie. David Lynch tried back in the 80s, I think. And sure. it turned out so bad that he has disowned it. Like he's publicly been like, this sucks. Don't see it. <laughs> People do anyway, because they're like, oh, it's Dune. It's David Lynch. We love David Lynch. But apparently there was a lot of studio interference. They really tried to cram a ton of story into like two hours and 10 minutes. And it just doesn't work at all. Mm. Um, but yeah. Dune 2021, which they had like, that's the official movie title is Dune 2021, which is kind of funny. Is it? Because I was like, yeah. If you go to IMDb, it's Dune 2021. At the movie theater I went to, it was Dune 2021. Like, anybody's like, ah, oh, I thought I bought tickets to the Dune 1978 version. Crap. Uh, <laughs> the Wikipedia it... lists it as just Dune. IMDb okay. actually lists it as Dune in parentheses 2021, meaning it's not part of the title. It's just how they separate it, like they do with lots of movies with different names. The title of the movie is just Dune. <laughs> I, I will tell actually, you at the movie te- theater, it said Dune 2021. <laughs> right, to avoid confusion. Technically, it's listing mm-hmm. the original title as Dune Part 1 because they announced right. that it is getting a Part 2. Yes. But, but it, it did say Part 1 before they announced there was going to be a Part 2. Sure. This is actually something different. People who saw it uh, weeks and months ago because it's been out in different places, um, those people report that there was no indication this was a Part 1. So it ends and they're like, so the story's not over. Cool. Mm-hmm. But when I went, it definitely the opening the opening uh thing, Dune, and underneath it said part one. And I was like, all right, cool, part one. Very clear, thank you. But I think that was added later. Mm. And then today they just announced they're gonna come out with a part two, which feels like a publicity stunt to me. Like, of course they were gonna do a part two. Sure. There's just it would it would have been one of the strangest, most criticized decisions ever if Warner Brothers was like, you know, we made two hundred million dollars on this film, and we have an incredible cast, and it was very well received by critics and fans, and eh, we don't need to finish the story. It's fine. It just it wouldn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. 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 
So anyway, so good. I just, I feel like it was a very difficult thing to do, and Denis Villeneuve did it. Mm. I think he did it. He just nailed the combination of the science fiction and the fantasy and the kind of head, kind of the trippiness of the whole Dune story and mm-hmm. nailed it. Any relation to the Dune Drifter movie that also came out this year? There's a Dune Drifter movie? Yeah. No. It's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and a 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Nice. <laughs> Dune Drifter. Okay, that's hilarious. That was like on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to try to confuse some people into getting our movie. Well, I mean, look at the way that they did the title as well. <laughs> like, the word Dune yeah. is 100% the same typeface as the actual Dune. Yeah. It's like, Dune Drifter. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all it's all science fiction and, like, spaceships and stuff, too. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. IMDb is not speaking of it very highly. No. Uh, During an ongoing battle for humanity, a group of rookie space fighter pilots is sent to join the battle against an armada of unbeatable enemy ships. Oh, no. Okay. Since I can't get actual Dune, I might just watch that. Probably. It's probably like the same thing. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Not until December, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Although I'm seeing a lot of ads being like, hey. Do you want a VPN and HBO Max? <laughs> like, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, mm, I do. I don't want to pay for a VPN. though. <laughs> right. Not pay for, for HBO Max and pay for a VPN. Yeah. Not yeah. for one movie. Wait, hold on a second. Do you have HBO Max in your country? No, which is why I need a VPN. Yeah, I was thinking, that's weird. <laughs> I wonder why not. You'd think... Mm. You have HBO. No. Oh, that's right. Everything's on the Microsoft store down there. <laughs> uh, for purchase, yeah. Um, Where was Game of Thrones? I forget. Uh, I For purchase on the Microsoft store. For streaming, that's right. I think it was on Foxtel. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, Fox and Telstra combined. <laughs> Telstra being being Australia and telecom combined. Uh, Right. So that's interesting. Apparently HBO is entirely a Western Hemisphere thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's Argentina, Barbados, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica, Ecuador, El Salvador. Yeah. Paraguay, Peru. Mm -hmm. There is nothing on the other side of, (laughs) on the other side of the oceans, either Atlantic or Pacific. Mm Mm-hmm. Facts. That's weird. Why is it only available in one hemisphere? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Because it, I mean, it would make sense to me if it was like we're in America, right, and where we started, and we just license it out to different companies everywhere. Mm-hmm. But for them to be like, we're gonna go to Panama, but not like I don't know the UK <laughs> is very weird to me. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's like a geographical, artificially created geographical limitation that they put up on themselves. <gasps> Wait, HBO Max will launch in six countries in Europe in October. Hey, they're doing it. <laughs> they're crossing the ocean. <laughs> uh, I didn't. That is the craziest thing I've learned all week. HBO is only in the Western Hemisphere. I can't think of any other media company that only exists in the Western Hemisphere or only in the Eastern Hemisphere. Like, yes, there's obvious limitations, mm-hmm. but to go to freaking Peru and not Germany is just like, all right. <laughs> Weird choice, guys. Fair enough. Maybe they would have to... I mean... Do they not want to have to get their signal across an ocean? Mm. It doesn't make any sense. None of those makes any sense. No, I'm going to look this up later. I have no idea. They don't want to set up servers in Europe. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, not Europe, not Africa, not Asia, not Australia, mm-hmm. not New Zealand, mm-hmm. like not a million different places. There's no reason 
why they would say no to a million different places, but say yes to everything in the Western Hemisphere. I don't get it. Okay, moving on. Dune's good. Recommending Dune. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've seen people in the uh, Warhammer 40k subreddit being like, well, if they were going to make a Warhammer movie, (laughs) uh, this will have to do. And they like were showing clips and stills from it. And I'm like, yeah, it looks pretty Warhammer. <laughs> there's a scene where like there's a bunch of troops standing in the rain and some of them are upside down on some slabs and like feels pretty grim dark. <laughs> yeah. Rain check. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh that's really good. All right. Uh what else is going on? Dreamhack Winter. Yeah. Is currently sort of ongoing. Yeah. So group stages for the global thing start on the ninth, so and like a couple of weeks here, but mm. yeah, we've got groups for that. That we do, yeah. Here, have a link. I have a link. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, I think somebody no, yeah, somebody linked this in the Discord, so I'm kind of familiar with it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. These groups look pretty pretty good although man there's a lot of whoever put in the discord was like who the heck is Teeble? <laughs> who is cyan <laughs> and who is nice i was like well those are the regional winners <laughs> i mean that made it into the group stages solely by being better than everybody in taiwan i mean not knowing Teeble, i'll forgive cyan flip a coin that's fine but nice i feel like nice has been around in like agreed tournaments and stuff for long enough that he should be known well yes i mean i've got games on my channel from tebow from 2015 so tebow's been around too wow I just realized nice is yeah. 22 years old and he's been playing since 2013 yeah he was a baby <laughs> yeah baby starcraft player mm-hmm. and then cyan he's been around at least since 2015 too so i mean yes in fairness they've all had good careers but they just don't belong here <laughs> like i would bet a billion dollars that N- tebow cyan and nice do not make it out of the group stage here mm. about all the money i have all of it mm. they are the worst players in every one of the groups that they're in yeah yeah Right? Yeah. yeah. It's not even close. Like, (laughs) I love you guys. I do. But regional representation and stuff like this is dumb. Can we get the best players, please? I don't know. I mean, that would mean Neeb wasn't here. So, fair. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe Neeb's here. What the crap, man? After that showing, that day one of Masters NA, just Mm. gross, dude. In fairness, he started playing, but like, man, that guy. I love you, Neeb. You were inconsistent as all get out. It's true. So yeah, it makes predicting groups interesting because of the three of the groups, there's one player that we're not taking seriously at all. So uh-huh. it's not as hard. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh... So group A is Trap, <laughs> trap Cure Scarlet T-Ball. Yeah. For all my predictions, I'm going to pick the two players that are already in positions one and two. <laughs> I, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Trap Cure, Clem Zest, Rogue Dark, Serral Maru. <laughs> Done. Yeah. No, I think you're right. This is probably the least interesting group stage of anything we've had in a while. Yeah. I mean, Scarlet's capable. Sure. Neeb's capable specials capable like that's the thing the third placers are not just out no but for sure Mm -hmm. i think the top two are just the the favorites here without question yeah yeah i mean i love showtime's pvz recently but like serral's a tall order to beat in a series Mm -hmm. it's true Cyril's playing really well right now too, so also true. Yeah. Well, I eagerly await to talk about this again in three weeks. Yeah, totally. We'll totally remember. We'll remember. We're like, oh, this is when we picked the top two people for every group. I wonder how we did. <laughs> Actually, hold on. Let me 
look at my calendar because there's a good chance that all of the groups play and the playoffs play before we come back to this. Well, not next week. No. Well, obviously, some of the groups will still be there because yeah. the groups finish there November 15th. Yeah. So after the groups finish, the playoffs will play before we get to talk about it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that's, right. That's great. Well, yeah, that's super great. We'll remember. Sure. Yeah. Something okay. interesting will happen. Nice will win his group and he'll be like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we love you. Nice. If you ever listen or watch this, watch this podcast, we respect you a lot. But mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. The best of luck. Uh, you will need it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other tournaments that are going on right now, the pigsty mm. festival. Yay. Yeah. So that's, is that a tournament? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I will find you a link. Thank you. Uh, group A has already played. Sarah and Max Pack's getting out of that. Okay. Yeah, fair. Yep. You don't respect Max Pack, so never mind. You're yeah. surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised that potting went out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yep. Group B, Clem, Bly, Trapeleza. Hmm. Group C, Showtime, Beyond, Zest, Lambo. Group D, Solar, Jaun, Reynold, and Dream. Those are pretty good groups. I like them a lot. Yeah, these groups are significantly more interesting than <laughs> DreamHacks. Yeah. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I think Bly might be my favorite player who just never has a chance to win any premier tournament. I don't know what it is. I like Bly a lot. I like Bly. I like Has for that role as well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Actually, because uh, Pig's doing a week-long subathon essentially to raise money for the prize pool for this. Uh, right. She's also doing a bunch of fun games. Like uh, just a moment ago, as we record, he did a guess the name. Like they they. He hid the names of four players, and they, the players had to win, not only beat them in the game, but work out who they were versing and guess correctly to win money. So, Oh, so you put the people on Smurf accounts, or just yeah, fake accounts? just fake yeah, accounts. Okay. They were like Chad and Karen. And <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. Dolores. <laughs> Sheila. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was great. And How'd that go? Uh, it went well. I didn't watch all of it because I was actually asleep. But uh, Twitch chat had a lot of interesting takes, being like, "There's no way that this circus is Scarlet. It's way too good to be Scarlet." Um, oh. <laughs> and then, then plot twist: it was Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> I um, here's the thing, though, Scarlet. She's a toughie. Because, yeah, for sure. There are definitely days where she looks outmatched and disinterested and mm-hmm. fairly mediocre. Mm-hmm. But at her best, she is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, yeah, you could show me a Zerg game anywhere from here to here and be like, they're both Scarlet. And I'd be like, yep, absolutely. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So for people to be like, this is definitely not Scarlet is like, mm. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing. They said uh, this Zerg is better than Scarlet, but this Zerg also lost half the games. So. <laughs> ah, against who? Uh, Neeb, Special, and Mana. Yeah, fair. Well, I mean, Neeb and Special, I, yeah. I mean, who has more <laughs> practice against Scarlet than those two, honestly? Yeah. I don't know about Mana though. That's surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, she dropped a map or two. I think mana. I think she beat Mana because okay. Pig realized that if they had to switch servers for Mana, because it would kind of give it away that it was an EU player. Um, he he ended up just being like, "Nope, it's all US East," and so Mana yeah. had shit ping, and it was the only player who it was like two thirty in the morning for him. <laughs> right. So he right, wasn't right. playing super hot, but. Yeah, that's fair. That's really fair. Yeah. Maybe should have thought of that in advance. <laughs> Is he the only one in Europe, did you say? Yeah. 
So yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. anyway, got it. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good. Sounds fun. And then uh he also did a thing where players randos rando subscribers of his it had to have been subs. It couldn't have just been randos in chat, right? It was randos in whoever was in the 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 chat channel in Starcraft could. Are you serious? He didn't care Wow, okay. No, no, no. It was just as many people as we could fit in with the time frame that Scala was there for. How did he choose who got Random. It? Randomly. How? He, he put just, all their names oh, in a No, he, he just like would scroll down the list and be like, that person, and then invite Bam. them to a game. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. So sorry, we're not being very clear about this, but he basically chose randos from chat, put them in a game versus Scarlet, and tried to see how long they would last before they died. Yes. Uh, so Alchemy, member of the Discord, subscriber of mine as well as subscriber of Pigs, got chosen for one, which is very fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He did well. He ended up. He did well. He ended up scouting a double gas Rotorn opening, <laughs> except that threw him off his build because he was planning to just gas walk. And then once that yeah. went down, he didn't read it properly, like what this was going to be. So even yeah. though he had perfect scouting. He should have just instantly taken his own two gases, put down the Stargate, and he would have held easily. He did not do those yeah. things. <laughs> like Pig said, one Void Ray changes this whole thing because right. she shows up with Ravagers, mm -hmm. and he literally has nothing. <laughs> Cybercore, <laughs> I don't think, is done yet, which is a problem. He went Forge. I think he went Gateway, Forge, Gateway? Mm, uh, yeah. And the then he... He says he totally screwed up his wall because it was playing on Ohana, which is a nine-year-old map. <laughs> also true. So fair. Like, it, like to expect a poor Protoss player to be like, play on this map you haven't walled off in possibly ever. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, like, I get it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, if he, he wasn't even ever close to getting out of Oidre, which would have totally saved him. Right. He, he eventually went to Robo Bay, which right. you cannot make Voidrays out of a Robo Bay, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Pro tips from Somicron. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, very, very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he he says we talked to him after, and he's like, "I was so nervous. My mm -hmm. wall was a total mess. I was mm -hmm. panicking." Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it, man. At least he didn't have to play on Steps of War, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, although uh, I, mm, no. I just love that chat chose Steps of War. That makes me happy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. the player who did it actually managed to get a full wall off in time for the worker rush. <laughs> for the she worker rushed. She she did like a twelve pull pull the boys kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> so there was a couple of links and half a dozen workers also with the with the attack, and he had like a, a probe at the bottom of his ramp, sees it coming, and then it manages to get up the ramp and block it just in time. It was pretty nice. clutch and had Scarlet's webcam and you just see it go, nah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's that's the nature of StarCraft and RTS in general. I mean, even anything that is real time, FPSs have the same thing. Milliseconds can make all of the difference whether you win or lose a match. Mm -hmm. and yeah, if the probe is a second late getting up that ramp, it's GG. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Zest versus Probe Scout games from the ESL Open that happened a, you know, a few weeks ago now, same thing. Mm -hmm. um, I cast both of those games for the cheese compilation that's coming tomorrow. And yeah, there is one particular moment where it's like Probe Scout gets a pylon up and Zest has a probe just outside of range to block it. Like is so close to being like, nah, you can't throw up a pylon there. Mm -hmm. But because he gets the pylon up, it changes everything. It's just, yeah. Mm -hmm. so close yeah 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 and then uh pig did a best of 13 between has and bly Ooh, that sounds crazy fun yeah and chat got to basically pick the maps again so there was uh like i think there was boardwalk empire uh whirlwind uh no i don't think metalopolis was there uh, arena Olrena, yes. <laughs> uh, oh. the, the game with uh, the map with like a four second rush distance <laughs> between the two spawns. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I was trying to remember this other map that they did, which was also really awful. Um, 
because it was like you're super close to because normally you spawn in like a corner or along the edge this one you spawned slightly in and you had like rocks that you could break down to go out the back and like there was a short rush distance as well it was stupid who the hell picked that map? <laughs> like, who the hell made Somebody that map? Somebody who knew how stupid it was? Oh, okay, yeah, that's fair then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it was just... Somebody thought that map should be on the ladder pool for a season. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, map making is hard. The mm -hmm. early maps for StarCraft from 1998 are so bad. And the early maps for StarCraft 2 are the same thing. They just didn't know how to make good maps for their game yet. <laughs> Sure. It was. I mean, look, the game itself isn't balanced at that point. They don't understand. Anyway, very, very funny stuff, though. Mm -hmm. I definitely got to try and figure out what this map was. <laughs> this Do you know who lasted the longest versus Scarlet? Was it the nine? Uh... It was, no, it was the G, the one GM player that got the Versa who lost oh, like twelve nice. minutes. Yeah. Woo! Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to find this map. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, I'm just there's like only a hundred maps. There's only like a hundred maps. It's true. Yeah. Searing cradle. Nope. Nope. Not flag bits. Not new Kirk Princeton. It's not Lost Temple. Uh, there's no way in the world I'm gonna find this. I don't even know which season it was from. Uh, well, which expansion. I feel like it was a right. heart of the swarm map. So explain to me again, door rocks. Yeah, I mean, I would. It would be easier for me to just go through the vod and find it later. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna magically stumble upon a description that makes sense. Okay, no, that's fine. Yeah, but yeah, there definitely have been maps with backdoor rocks leading into your main that. Many a player has failed to keep track of and suddenly lings or suddenly zealots. It's just like, ah, mm -hmm. yes, I didn't pay attention to that crap. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, bad times. Yeah, crazy maps. Crazy maps are always fun. Mm. Anyway, good. Well, good job, Pig. You should, you know, go check him out. Mm. He's doing the 24-hour thing, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you might catch him sleeping. That's what happened... <laughs> yeah my hours don't sync up with australia obviously so <laughs> but three or four times i went to pig stream during his other subathon he was sleeping and i'm like ah yes of course <laughs> makes sense i'm a little disappointed nevertheless oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't like watching pig sleep i mean it was kind of hot for a while but i mean it's old <laughs> uh yeah yeah that's that's true I watch Pig mm -hmm. sleep in my free time, just like because he lives down the road. But mm -hmm. uh, just wander over, stare through the window, shimmy up to a window. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. Gets a bit tiring. Uh huh. No, I get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <sighs> oh man, what else is going on? Uh... Mm. Oh, I didn't watch the latest episode of 86. I should have, but... You should have. You're not watching it anyway. It's fine. I, that's true. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. How's Bitcoin doing? How is Bitcoin Ooh. doing? Back down to 60. Didn't have a good day. Not really. Well, actually, the day wasn't too bad. It rallied. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So it's at 60 now... It it got to its all time high, and then immediately went down. It was like <laughs> we did it, and we're gonna tank a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> People were like, "It's gonna get to a hundred. It's gonna keep going all through you know the next few months, and by next April it'll be 150." And it's like, "Well, okay, maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll see." But then I actually saw a report today that said that something like. 89% of all Bitcoin is controlled by like 20 people. Really? Which, yeah, I need to see if I can find this real quick. Because I was like, what? That's a bold take. It is. So. Let's see. Bitcoin whale dominance. 
Bitcoin whales from Business Insider. Where is this? Where is this? <laughs> I saw it on the technology subreddit. So let me see if I can just pull it up there. There it is. Eighty-five percent of Bitcoin is owned owned by two percent of accounts. Okay, so <laughs> my two was mixed up. Two percent is a lot more than twenty, because uh -huh. there are, are thousands and thousands of Bitcoin holders. But yeah, that's that's a lot. It's a, definitely a lot. So I don't know, like, what does that mean for the future of Bitcoin, right? I genuinely have no idea. I mean, what it means is that relatively, you can tank the price as a whale, right? Mm -hmm. By selling if enough the of these people sell off, right, mm -hmm. then the price goes down. But they can't, they can't really make it go up unless they buy more and increase their own dominance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, does it benefit them to, I guess it would benefit them to, like, encourage smaller investors to come in because mm -hmm. that would help their position, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, whatever they're doing, I think Bitcoin still has a little, like a big lead in the crypto market. Whatever they're doing, whatever they're not doing seems to be working for them because Bitcoin is leaps and bounds ahead of the next highest valued coin. Yeah, like and the only lot. Bitcoin, <laughs> yes. And the only crypto 99.9% .9 of humans have ever heard of is Bitcoin. Right. So, yes, definitely. Like, Ethereum's doing really well. Um, some of the big boys are doing good, actually. Actually, if I remember right, Ethereum was kind of challenging for a bigger, uh, a bigger something. It wasn't price per coin. No. Market cap, maybe? Something weird. Something Ethereum was challenging for, but... Mm. Yeah, but I mean, the number of people that know what Ethereum is is not very high. Right. Right. So, I don't know. And, like, the U.S. government is looking into developing their own crypto, and it's like, well, okay. A fiat-backed I mean, uh, crypto. Yeah, which kind of defeats the whole underlying ideological purpose of it, but, I mean, we can't... <laughs> it just i don't know i think it would be super weird if in you know 10 years the u.s is like okay our currency is crypto now <laughs> so uh you can exchange your dollars for crypto we'll put into your wallet it's like mm -hmm. oh, all right yeah I don't fair enough i guess i mean what the government likes about it is the trackability right mm-hmm Every transaction is recorded, right? Natively, mm -hmm. which they love. I mean, if they can track illegal activity just because you're spending U.S. dollars, I mean, that would be a dream for law enforcement, right? Yeah, and I mean, it'd be it'd be easy for them to shut people down, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So they figure out that you're a drug runner, and instead of being like, we have to find out where they're holding their money, it's just like press a button, <laughs> and all of their all of their holdings are gone. See, but then, but then you just wouldn't transact illegal stuff on the blockchain anyway, because obviously that's being tracked. I don't know, man. Yeah, there, there are a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of things to think about. Yep. I mean, yeah. what would that do? Like, you can only have this digital currency. What does that do to homeless people? Well, we give them smartphones. Right, but you can't just keep giving people smartphones. They, like, that's, that's not I a good know, solution. Like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm wondering if the U.S. dollar continues to hold value for people who are kind of off the grid. Mm. 
Right? Like maybe you're still doing your drug deals in dollars just because the illegal, you know, the underground economy is still using it. Mm-hmm. You can still buy your weapons. You can still buy your drugs. You can still buy, you know, sex trafficking people. Right. right. With dollars. Maybe. And they hold value because there's that whole circle going. You know? Right. Right. Hmm. I, I found that uh, station, uh, the map. That's on station. Dasan Station. Yeah, that name is familiar, but I don't remember what it looks like. Send it over. Uh, sure. Here's a, just a screen grab of the the map. Okay. So the the two big cir- oh. white circles. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Oh my gosh! I do not remember this being a ladder map. Mm-hmm. Was this a ladder map? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. So the ro- okay, so ramp down through the middle, ramp up there. Yep. It's like a 35 second rush distance. <laughs> Less than I if would imagine. That. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on what you're sending. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Whoever the map designer, they're like, Carl, we need you to come up with a map by Monday. He's like, you got it. <laughs> Here it is. And his bosses are like, mm, genius. We'll put this in the pool tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a weird map. Mm-hmm. Like your natural is basically in the main with you. And then there's corner expansions that are pretty nice, easy to hold. This is so weird. Yeah. We don't have expansions like this anymore where it's just high ground and one ramp leading up. That's a brood war thing. When was is there a date on this? Uh, twenty sixteen. So oh hot. Gosh, you're kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, if this was Wings of Liberty, this would make more sense. <laughs> this is hot. They've had <laughs> two years of map making, and this is what they come up with. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened on this map? Did you see? Uh, oh, it's just a clusterfuck of game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I man, I'm gonna go to YouTube and find a game that was cast on this map because I Careful. need I need to see it. We, I need it in my bones. We can just jump into Starcraft and play a game after this if you want. <laughs> well, sure, but I want to see what, how the professionals handled it. I want to see what they did. they vetoed it. Is what they did. Yeah. No, that's yep. The Sun Station. Because mm-hmm. there was Scrap Station. That was an early Wings of Liberty map where it was top right, top left spawns. Mm-hmm. And then you had to go down and around and up to your opponent's base. But it, w- it wasn't a big map, so it wasn't really that far of a rush distance. So kind of the same problem, but I mean, not as bad. <laughs> not as bad as this. Oh my gosh, I cast games on this map. <laughs> <laughs> Braddock versus Railgun. Would you look at that? A laser versus euthermal. <laughs> I don't remember this map at all. And I cast games on it five years ago. Are we surprised by this? No. I only have three brain cells. Oh, that's great. I'm like, the name of the map is kind of familiar. Hmm. Good times. Holy smokes. That's hilarious. All right. Anywho, good stuff. Uh, what else is going on in the world today? I am just so thrown by this. It's funny. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I don't, da, da, da. don't really know if anything else is happening in the world. Everyone's just sitting, yeah. staying at home, playing video games. Yeah, it's really very quiet. Watching stuff on HBO Max. <laughs> Rub it going to the Going <laughs> to the movie theaters. When do you get your movie theaters back, Somicron? Um, I, December. Um, for oh, me, for right. me, probably December. Um, what do you mean for you? What does that mean? So they're already opened now. 
but you have to be able to prove that you're vaccinated. And while I can prove that I'm vaccinated, um, I cannot prove it the way they want. What does that mean? So you, you have to prove it. You need to have like your official immunization records linked to your. We have like a service. It's called the service app, like New South Wales services. It's got like a digital version of your driver's license and your Medicare card and all that. And because I don't have a Medicare card, um, I can't officially link my proof of vaccination, which means oh. I can't. I can show them like the texts I got being like, here's your appointments for being vaccinated. I can show them uh, photos of me getting vaccinated. So I can prove it. I just can't prove it the way they want. And. While I have yeah. sent off emails being like, hey, here's the paperwork I need to get my card. They don't send you an email back saying like, yeah, we're working on it. They're just like, you'll get one in the mail in like six weeks. <laughs> Maybe. Unless you filled out something on this form wrong. Hope you didn't. <laughs> yeah. So Okay, so you're not in their system, so you don't count. Yeah. yeah. Um, so theoretically December <laughs> is when I'll get to go to the movies. Could be earlier if I get my card in the mail any day now, but who knows? Possibly not until December at yeah. the latest. At the earliest. Oh, okay. God, what a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> VPN <laughs> options looking better and better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, all Dune, the time. Dune isn't playing till December anyway, so you know what? Dune's not playing in the theaters till December, right? But you can get it on HBO Max now. Mm-hmm. Yep, but I still don't want to okay. do it for one movie. Yeah, that's yeah. reasonable. Yeah, you could also see the. Uh, what else is on HBO Max? I have no idea. Show me what movies you have. There's the Sopranos prequel film, The Many Saints of Newark. Wow, okay. Yeah, I don't care about that either. Mm, oh, the new Matrix film is coming in December. That doesn't help us either. Oh. Well, this is uh, not going particularly well. I don't know how I feel about Have you seen any of the stuff about the new Matrix movie? I've seen the trailer. Okay. Um, looks fine. That counts. Yeah. Like, I, trailers first, are designed to be attractive for the movie going uh, audience. So, oh, yeah. Often trailers are a billion times better than the film. Like, yeah. um, like so often. Yeah. Making an excellent, entertaining, intriguing trailer is a lot easier than making a good movie. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, so at first I was like, how come he doesn't recognize, why don't they recognize each other, Trinity and Neo? Mm -hmm. And then I went back and I was like, oh, right. It ends with Neo basically rejoining the Matrix. I was like, dang, no wonder people don't like these movies as much. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, in preparation for this movie, I was like, I'm going to go back and rewatch the Matrix. I rewatched the first one. Excellent movie. Still great. So good. I, I got to the second one and I'm like, uh... And I didn't finish it. Like I just couldn't get through it. I'm like, uh. Yeah, I I'm with you. I watched them once, and I've never felt the need to go back to two or three. Yeah. One masterpiece, so good, mm -hmm. so good. Yeah, like. Yeah. And what I always remember about the Matrix is, I'm sure I've told this story before, but, um, I've got an aunt who's like five and a half, six years older than I am. So like not that much older, basically she's closer to being my sister than anything else. Mm -hmm. But when I was growing up, she'd take me to movies. My parents wouldn't let me see. She was very <laughs> cool that way. So yeah. So she was like, we're going to go to the drive-in. And I was like, cool. So I went with her and my other aunt and one of my cousins mm -hmm. and it was the matrix. And none of us knew what it was. <laughs> none of us were like, I've been waiting for this movie forever. We've watched all the trailers. We've read all the things. Not one of us was like, amped for this it was just something to do on a friday night mm -hmm. and then we were just blown away because it's so good <laughs> and i kind of miss that i kind of miss being like i have no expectations for this thing mm -hmm. i'm gonna spend some cash on it and get my socks knocked off mm. that just it's not possible anymore um here's here's how that works now 
I come okay. to you with a recommendation, like say Tower of God, <laughs> you spend five ninety nine on your Crunchyroll <laughs> subscription and you get your socks knocked off. That's it's free with ads is what I did. But yes, <laughs> accurate. You, you don't pay for Crunchyroll, you watch the ads. Huh? Gross. I didn't it's realize times were so tough actually. for you. I didn't realize times were so hard. <laughs> I can lend you my login if you want. (laughs) I already have so many streaming services subscriptions. I couldn't do it. I couldn't justify. I was using it because what was I watching that I wanted the up-to-date releases? Because the other big thing about premium is you get new episodes when they come out. You don't have to wait a week, right? Uh, Are you watching season two of Demon Slayer? No. Is okay. that out? Yeah, that's out. That's airing. What? Why didn't anyone <laughs> tell me it's already out? You didn't you don't read the recommendations I do in my Discord for the animes? I Well, you make fun of things. I don't really take that seriously. I, I make fun <laughs> of Demon Slayer, but the rest are all re- legitimate recommendations. Are they? Okay. More or less, yeah. I think it was Attack on Titan. I was watching Attack on Titan, and I wanted to be up to date mm, when those okay. came out. But then that ended, and then I was like, why am I still paying for this? <laughs> and then it turns out that the ads really do suck. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer's out. Season one, click. Season two. Nope. Not on Crunchyroll. It's not. It's only got the Demon, tra- uh, the demon Train. Uh, let me have a look. Mugen Train. Still uh, makes I have, me mad, but... Yeah, the, okay, so there's the Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yagaba Mugen Train arc. That is what the... It's like an interim arc between... So there's the movie, an interim arc, yeah. and then season two. The arc has three episodes out, all available for premium members. But it's... It's not the just movie. Just the train. It's it, not the train. Why is it called the train? It's It's a part of the lead-up to the train, I believe. They have that in the movie. They're like, the crow shows up and is like, hey, go on the train. No, that's in season one. That's all the way back in season one. They're like, go on the train. Season one ends. They're at the train station. What are you talking about? I have no idea. I've not seen season one. Look, all, all I'm basing this off is I read like a promotional thing that was supposed to explain it about where it fits oh. in. It's additional story content pre-train and on-train and post-train, I think. <laughs> Which really brings the whole need for the movie into question. It certainly does. No, no, no. So, okay, there's the Mugen Train arc. Yep. Which is literally the movie split up into three pieces. Is it really? Yes, is I'm that... looking at it. And based on the n- titles and the thumbnails... This is all stuff I've seen in the movie. All of it. Okay, hold on. I'm going to load up the third episode. And, okay. Because I've seen the movie. The uh, movie's 156. Okay, so the third Mugen... episode is Tanjiro is basically just getting ready to kill himself. Uh, yep. For like the first time. Over and over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he does it a million times. It's yeah. great. And then Nilly does it's, it in IRL. Yeah, um, pretty hardcore, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's not... That's not a... Why did they do this and a movie then? I don't know. Um, okay, so the first episode, uh, it takes place from uh, Kyo Juro Rengoku, the flame guy. Yeah, yeah Goku. It, That's new stuff. All this is not in the movie. Hmm. It's about how he gets to the train, not how Tanjiro gets to the train. Do I care necessarily? <laughs> Is it the Raven told him to go to the train? <laughs> no. Tim like fighting <laughs> demons and stuff. <laughs> I mean, sure, but I know he dies in the movie, so it's like mm, I love I do love him. He's a great character, but like he dead, so mm. do I care what he did before he showed up at the train? Not as much. Hmm. Is that so, fair? I don't know. So if I read the wiki and then I tell you what happens to like evil Michael Jackson, like if he dies, you're just like, oh, I don't have to watch the rest of the show. We can never bring this up again. Honestly, he's dead. that w- would spoil it. Yeah. Mm. Good thing I haven't read that and I don't know if he dies. Right. That is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I do find it interesting that both you and Spike really don't like Demon Slayer. It's the one thing you two have in common. It makes me laugh. 
you know. Gotta have something in common. That's not true. <laughs> well, apparently. So there's nothing new here. There's news here. We, I just <laughs> told you there was new stuff here. You know what? I, I might actually really like this because it's Demon Slayer, but not from the perspective of Samurai Sniff. So it's not it's, Tanjiro's not even in this episode. Yes, he he's at the very end. <laughs> this is such a stupid idea. Just milking like, the here's tell, the here's the movie. Cool. Months later, years later. There's new content. What is it? It's what happened before the movie. Um, okay. Look, when <laughs> Demon Slayer com- it, 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 like consists of something like 60% of all anime revenue for last year, I think it's fine yeah. if they want to milk it. <laughs> I mean, that is an excellent point. Yeah, It is milking, and it makes sense to milk it because, yes, it saved anime during it's, the COVID. It, it saved anime. That's <laughs> not the way I would put it. <laughs> it didn't save anime, but it was wildly successful in a time yeah. when anime needed some wild success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It shows up yeah. in all of the most unlikely of places. It's it's the one ring of anime. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching... What do you okay, mean? There's another... There's a uh, YouTuber that I watch called Palo in Tokyo, and he does like a day in the life of a Japanese businesswoman or whatever, or a Yay. politician. There was one that was like day in the life of a Japanese mechanic, and it starts off, this man is 25 years old, lives alone, and is surrounded by Demon Slayer merchandise. <laughs> like all he <laughs> spends his money on is like rent, his car, and then Demon Slayer and anime figures. <laughs> yeah, none of this is all that surprising. I'm sure his... Uh, counterpart with every anime exists to some extent. I'm sure there's someone who did this with Dragon Ball, right? Oh, probably, yeah. 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 That's pretty good, though. Hoorah. All right. Well, I think time's up. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to go help my kids with their homework. It's that time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea to do that. All right, cool. So that's going to be it from us. This has been another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour with Somicron and myself. If you feel like supporting the podcast directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash Somicron. Also, falconpaladin.store is the website of the store. And until next week, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and you take care of yourself. Bye. Bye.